0: This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 65. Today, we're focusing our attention on doing and being as interdependent and essential elements to achieving our desired outcomes as healthcare leaders. Don't go away. Hi, Healthcare Leaders. I'm Tracy Kristofferson.
1: And I'm Michelle Troset. We're your hosts for Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, and we are so grateful you joined us today. You're about to see healthcare problems and
0: challenges through a brand new lens and take your leadership to a whole new level with this podcast.
1: We've coached healthcare leaders from across North America for over 30 years as they strive to establish healthy, healing organizations and thriving work cultures. This is the only podcast that shows healthcare leaders how to apply polarity thinking, the missing logic in healthcare to their reoccurring challenges so they can stop wasting time, money, and resources on fixes that fail.
0: If you want to create a healthy healing organization where staff and leaders thrive and perform at their highest level, where values are aligned, outcomes are sustainable, and the highest quality of care is delivered, then this podcast is for you. Keep listening. Each week, you're going to learn how to leverage a polarity mindset and manage competing priorities as we use a polarity lens to explore everyday challenges with the leaders who are striving to manage them. We're thrilled you're here.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Michelle. And it's Tracy.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. How many times have we said that this week, Michelle?
1: <laughs> uh, about 12 times. <laughs> yeah, because we've been
0: batching episodes. We've been recording, 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 interviewing, 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 doing, doing, doing.
1: <laughs> yes, a lot of doing, a lot of doing. But it did follow a weekend with a lot of being. So,
0: Well, we you know, so, that is the truth. It is. We we did. We had a wonderful weekend together celebrating Michelle's milestone birthday, and a lot of just hanging out, floating in the in the lake, and relaxing. yep,
1: relaxing. Uh, we had one goal: to be and have fun. And now we've been doing, doing, doing. So, yeah. so can yeah. you guess what we're going to talk about today, listeners? <laughs> 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 we're going to talk
0: about doing and being. And uh, during this episode, we're really going to kind of explore this whole concept of doing and being this tension, this polarity, why, why both of these elements are really essential to uh, achieving the desired outcomes that you want. And um, we're going to talk about identity as a state of being. And then we're also going to discuss the positive outcomes, of course, of doing and being. So we're going to kind of take a 40,000-foot look at this to begin with. And as Zendel Siegel said in mindful.org, uh, there is a difference between being and doing. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. Oh, yes, there is. And, and uh, so, you know, when we're in that doing mode, of course, our focus is on action, right? It's, it's about accomplishing things. It's about performance. Uh, gaining knowledge—it's about our skills, our competence, analysis, intelligence. Right? It's all of those things are represented within this this um, concept or value that we call doing.
1: That's right, Tracy. And when we're in the "quote unquote" being mode, our focus is on awareness, on insight, on identity, and it's really about you know being present. The intuition, wisdom, purpose, potential essence, values, and emotional and somatic intelligence, right? So it's about all of those things. And we can become more responsive to the richness and the complexity that each perspective presents if we look at the differences between doing and being and the interdependency between the two and how they both need each other over time to achieve the outcomes that we all desire.
0: Yeah. So, you know, as healthcare leaders, um, you may be finding yourself right now feeling a little bit overwhelmed, right? Um, Just trying to keep your head above water maybe staying relevant in this time of significant change and, um, you know, pattern interrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, many, many leaders, Michelle have talked to us about just, just trying to keep the operations moving forward when there's so much change and so many needs to be met, right. Both patient and clinician. And um, just things are just in this constant motion and so are the leaders, right. to address all of these, um, significant and frequent
1: changes. Yeah, you know, and if you're like most healthcare leaders, you no, know, you are a high achiever. And boy, have we learned that, haven't we, Tracy? We've been work- been working with some awesome leaders the last few months, and we discovered we all have one thing in common: is we are high achievers, and um, that really causes us to fixate or to overfocus on the doing and action part of our lives. It's just kind of like how we how we've programmed ourselves, Right.
0: Yeah. And while
1: taking action is essential to achieving, um, you know, all of our goals, what we know is being is equally essential. And as Eckhart Tolle says, doing is never enough. If you neglect being.
0: Yeah. Isn't that profound? Yeah,
1: it I is. Mean, really?
0: It is. and, 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 and as you know, I mean, we've been in this game for a long time, thirty years, right? And it's always yeah. been about the doing, the doing, the doing, the achieving, the achieving, the achieving, right? Yeah. And and really making that space uh for being is so important. And there are benefits, right, to doing. And that's why we do, right? And yeah. And doing really kinda um is the answer to the how, how we're gonna achieve the things that we wanna achieve, right? It's kind of like um being on automatic pilot or that kind of reacting piece. It's striving analyzing how can i do this different how can i do it better how can i get where i want to go it's it's kind of you and when you're in the state you also see your thoughts as truth like as fact and they may not be and sometimes also you are avoiding things right so there's benefits and then there's other outcomes that happen as well and sometimes too you're so much of the doing that you're thinking about the future Right. Like you're either in the past thinking about what you just did or you're thinking about what you want to do in the future. And I have found myself at times like thinking, is it really only August? Because I've been working on things that are going to be happening in October or November. Right. Like so you, mm-hmm. you get yourself so far forward that you're not even present. Right. Right. And um, and then it's always about outputting, right? And that can be depleting. So those are some of the things that you experience in that in that realm, in the state of doing. And in the state of being, that is the answer to why. So the doing is the how, but the being, when you think about the state of being, this is really about why. So here, this becomes about the conscious choices. It becomes about mindful choices, about responding, not reacting, responding, right? And it's about sensing things, kind of following your intuition, accepting, being more accepting versus, um, you know, um, moving away from or avoiding, right? And right. Um, our thoughts are really kind of mental events. We're very aware of the thoughts um, and that we can change them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we are really about a, in this state, we're approaching things and we're remaining in the present. So it's about now about right now when you're in this state of being and it's about nourishment and inputting and breathing into right ourselves instead of put you know outputting or producing something
1: yeah it's that really taking it in right just yeah so uh we're going to talk now about some of the positive outcomes of doing and being and um when it comes to doing, there are a lot of positive outcomes to the doing aspect of things. And one of them is, you know, you accomplish your goals. And that feels really good when you accomplish your goals, right? you got your little checklist. You can just check it off, <laughs> Goal done. And then also following through on commitments. And that could be commitments for yourself or commitments to others. But you're, you're you know, you're followed through and you, you got it done. And just the feeling of success, you know, when you achieve something, like, yes, I did it, or we did it. And uh, that's really a great feeling. And um, another upside or positive outcome of doing is just uh, responding to needs, right? That could be, again, it could be your own needs, or it could be the needs of others. But you've, uh, you you know, you're really being responsive.
0: Yeah, those are great examples. And then when we think about the positive outcomes of being, right, because we want the positive outcomes of both of these things. Yeah, so we think about the positive outcomes of being, we have that sense of identity as a, as a, uh, a key um, outcome of being. The other is just that experience of, of peace or calm, right, when we're in this just state of being and allowing. Um, the other is the clarity that you gain, right? Like, It's almost like the silence, right? The space between the notes, right? And like when you have that silence or that state of being, you can get such clarity. Um, And openness um, is another outcome. Just opening yourself up to what is um, around you and in front of you in the moment. Um, And then that feeling of nourishment, right? Like you're rejuvenated and just refreshed and nourished. Um, as a as a human being as a soul
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we know that when we over on doing right all those good things I just stated a f- few minutes ago there's consequences and one of them is a loss of a sense of identity because I'm so over on doing all the time I just don't even know who I am anymore and what I represent and also you really can start experiencing just being worried all the time. Because to your point, Tracy, I just loved it when you said that, you know, that doing, you're focused on the present and the future. But if we're always focused on, you know, doing in the future and having to get things done, um, it will, um, you know, just you have the worry mind then, right? I just can't get enough done. Um, And then um, self, a lack of self-integrity. Just, I think that just gets wrapped up with all of the doing as well and stepping away from your sense of self and you may be doing things that aren't even representative of who you are and then also just getting confused, (laughs) right? You're doing so much, you kind of, you you just lose your sense and it can be very confusing about, what am I doing? (laughs) What are my priorities, right?
0: What What are are my my priorities? priorities? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so... And, you know, there's downsides when you over-focus on the being to the neglect of the doing as well, right? So, um, one, you're, you're just in this state of, you know, being, right? Then you're not accomplishing your goals. So you're not taking action. You're not moving forward and doing the things you need to do because you're just being, right? The other is there's that lack of follow-through on commitments that you make. Um, the other can be kind of that, that, feeling of failure as well, um, because of a a task not completed. Um, And the other is that um, you're not responding to the needs of others as you're not taking action. So it's kind of like just um, being in that state of allowing, but you've got to also couple that with action, right, to achieve things. So you you miss out on the achievement pieces.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then so you might ask yourself that if I'm overdoing, how will I know I'm overdoing? Like, you know, because, right, it's good. We've just, we've acknowledged that it's good, but too much of a good thing is a bad thing. <laughs> so how do I know? <laughs> so, um, well, I think one of the first things that shows it for me is it's harder to make decisions because I'm just in such an active mode that I don't I don't have the the sense of being anymore, so it's harder to make decisions and just feeling tired and exhausted because you're in the constant doing state all the time. Or it could be that your spouse or partner uh, points out um, that you're just not present because you're always doing, you know, and so that's another, that's another symptom that you could be overdoing it. Um, The other thing, too, that um, is just, you just kind of start moving slower, Maybe you were doing things very efficiently and everything, but you start to notice it's harder to do things. You might be overdoing them.
0: Well, that's Over, a great point. That's
1: overdoing great. it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or you start swirling, right? Like you kind of swirling. Get like swirl. I know that yep. happens to me. Um, yeah. The other thing too is, you know, you, well, you want to know what these warning signs are so you can avoid it. Right. That's the goal is to avoid being to experiencing those negative consequences. So when it comes to over-focusing on being, how you might recognize that is you start to miss, like say, you know, if you set kind of daily actions or daily goals, um, you know, things you want to accomplish each day. Um, if you're spending too much time being, those things aren't getting done. Those goals aren't being reached um, or those accomplishments aren't, aren't being um, achieved. The other thing too is you might, you know, you might hear some complaints from family or colleagues of things undone, maybe things you promised to do that you didn't do or just, um, you know, tasks at hand that needed to be completed that you just dropped and didn't do. Um, the other thing is you can start to feel that little tug in your gut, you know, that kind of guilt feeling for not keeping your word or not finishing a task. So that, the only thing that I should, should have been doing that, or I should have completed that. I've really promised that. Um, you know, so when you kind of start feeling those tugs internally, that's kind of your inner voice saying, hmm, maybe I've overfocused a little bit on the being part and I need to start taking some action. <laughs> <laughs>
1: little warning signs, little voices, <laughs> gotta to listen to them, right? And of course, what we ultimately wanna do is we wanna do both, right? We want to achieve our goals and we also wanna stand strong in our identity in doing them, right? So it's not an either or, it's an end of both. And you know, you, it's helpful to reflect on if you've ever set goals and you just never achieve them. There's a reason why. And, um, you know, do you ever wonder why you haven't achieved them even though you did take action? Uh, So one of the things that transformational coach Jim Fortin has taught us is you will never outperform your identity. So there's a reason for that. So that's why the being and identity side is so strong on this interdependent pair and how we even look at that and frame that in our own mind. Because if you're not being the kind of person that has that outcome that you desire, you'll not achieve it. So it just points out right there that you have to have both. And you may or may not realize that your identity is a state of being. Um, so examples are like, what's a state of being? Some examples are being committed, being responsible, being self-integral, being bold, You know, being productive, being vulnerable. Those are just some examples. So um, it's helpful to really frame it that to then even ask yourself, how am I being as I'm trying to accomplish something? Yeah,
0: that's, that's a great point. This is kind of like a layer in right to the doing and being, you know, we think about being as in that state, but it, it is that identity piece. And it's just, it's critical. And I, and when I first heard that from Jim, it was like, Oh man, you know, because I had set goals as a leader and hadn't achieved them, and I had been taking action towards them, right? But what you realize is who you are being drives your behavior, and so you know that that state of identity, that that who you're being, controls your life. It control it impacts everything around you, because everything you do or don't do is a reflection of that identity. So. If I'm not bold, as an example, if I don't have that identity of being bold, then I'm not going to jump out and take a stand, right? Or do something that's beyond the rules. (laughs) I, I tend to be a little bit of a rule follower, right? So I wouldn't say that I'm always bold, right? I've been learning to be bold. But it's, um, if you're not that identity, if you don't have that identity of yourself, if you're not being that, then you're not going to take the kind of actions that a bold person would take as an example. And when you act from that state of being, then, you know, like I said, you take the actions that move you towards the goal. So you have to think about in order to achieve this goal, which is a doing state, right? Doing is about achieving and having goals and, you know, accomplishing things. Mm -hmm. Then you have to think about, Then who do I have to be to do that, right? Um, Right. And when you don't act from that state, you don't get it. So if you, if to Michelle's point, if you have set a goal and you haven't achieved it, think back to what is that state of being that you needed to honor and to hold and to step into in order to achieve that, right? If you, if you weren't really committed to the goal, you know, if you weren't being committed, then you probably didn't achieve it, right? So you have to just think about that and and think about when you're setting a goal who do i need to be to, to achieve that goal so you can step into that and right and really be that person right be that identity of bold or committed or relentless or whatever that might be if you want to get to that outcome
1: yeah so we're going to share just a couple examples just to kind of drive that point home <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is what we hear from a lot of leaders, you know, that, you know, many of you are challenged, uh, you know, with limited resources right now, and we know that. And you may or may not be one of those leaders thinking, hey, when I have more resources, then I can reduce my workload and be more rested and have more energy, right? So, uh, but, you know, we can reframe that and we can really think imagine if you were being resourceful. And spread the workload around so no one person was overwhelmed and you had more time and rest and rejuvenation. So it's really challenging, again, who you need to be um, to change that approach, change that mindset.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, thinking
1: about who you're going to be after you have
0: something. But to have it, you got to be the person that has it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here's another example. So let's say, like, you feel like you're not having the impact you want in the organization and you kind of set your, your goal, your eye on, you know, I want to, I want to take on an executive role. Like my, my goal, my career path would be to be an executive, right? Like, cause I really want to make a difference. I want to have an impact and I can't do that in the role I'm in right now, let's say. So, you know, you think I, when I have that executive role, then I'll be able to make a significant contribution, have an impact. Then I'll be happy as a leader, right? So you're thinking, when I have this, then I'll do this, and then I'll right. be happy, right? But I wonder if you realize what's really happening is that you're waiting to have that before being and doing the things you need to do to make that impact, right? So if you're maybe um, maybe in that process, you're being unhappy. And being unhappy is impacting what you're doing, right? So maybe you're right. complaining or you're only doing what's necessary, or you're not bringing your strengths, right? You're not bringing your perspectives, because you're unhappy, or you, you already believe you can't have an impact, right? So to achieve that role, to becoming an executive, you have to be that executive first, you have to be that person who makes an impact, who has the characteristics of an executive, so that you can achieve that role. Because What do you know? People see the potential in you. They see what you are capable of sometimes before you see it. But if you're not being that, then you're not going to be, you know, showing those characteristics. Right. So people aren't going to see that potential in you and you may not ever achieve the goal of becoming an executive because you weren't first being that kind of person that has that role. Yeah,
1: that's such a great point, Tracy, And so the bottom line is that stepping into being the person who can achieve the goals that you've set really requires that you also embrace that state of being, you know, what are the characteristics of that person, along with the state of doing. So the actual accomplishing, striving, the action steps that that really go along with that. So in summary, you have to be before you will do the things that will get you your desired results. Seems so simple, doesn't it, Tracy? <laughs> yeah, and this is probably one of the hardest things.
0: So <laughs> for some of us, we have to do a bit of rewiring, right? Exactly. But the the being part, the identity part, right, goes hand in hand with a state of clarity, calmness, right? It, it's a part of that kind of allowing, making mindful choices, you know, just really getting that clarity on, and what it is that you want and who you need to be to do that. So um, a few uh, calls to action for you before we uh, wrap up the episode today. Just reflect on your state of being. Um, just really stop and pause for just a minute and think about, you know, do I overemphasize doing? Am I, am I doing all the time or do I take enough time to be in, you know in that being state and have I thought about who I am being, right? And mm-hmm. what impact is it having on your life? What what are you, um, what are you gaining by doing the doing? And what are you missing out on by not really, you know, stepping into a being state or being aware of who you're being? Um, and take one action step to strengthen your state of being. Whatever that might be, just, you know, maybe just um, time to meditate, um, just some quiet time, you know, every, every hour. Just a minute of silence, just whatever it is, uh, just awareness of who I want to be in this situation right now, you know. And then third, look at your goals and ask, who do I need to be to achieve this goal? And and then ask yourself, am I being that person? If I if I want to lose 20 pounds, am I being am I committed? Am I being committed to that? Meaning I am going to take this action no matter what, and I'm co- fully committed to it. Um, It's just an example, right? Um, So just think about that. And uh, am I being that person that I need to be? And if not, then what's some action steps I need to do to step into that?
1: Those are great action steps. And, you know, Tracy, you know, we're big journalers too. And I just had this vision, as you were describing the action steps, it could be as simple when you're doing these reflections that Tracy went over, just even taking a piece of paper and putting a line down the middle, put doing on one side and being on the other, as you do that reflection. Because um, then I think it, it helps to see how they're interdependent and really can strengthen, you know, she said, take one action step, to strengthen the, your state of being, and the reason we we want people to get a strong muscle right on the being side, because like I said earlier, as healthcare leaders, we're good at the achiever and doer side, and we really need to strengthen both. Right, right, yeah. And and if for some reason you're more of a beer, right, you're more
0: on the being side than you are the doing. To flip that. <laughs> take some action, right? If you've been a little heavy on the being side, then just flip that for yourself, right? But I think it's been extremely helpful for us, you know, in our roles, as we've transitioned through different roles, now being the uh, entrepreneurs, owning a company, um, coaching different leaders, to really, for us to really think about, you know, honoring a state of being and how that gives us the clarity the connection to what matters most so that we can um, take that and put it into action in ways that are aligned with what we want and who we want to be and how we want to show up in the world. And then just thinking about who it is we need to be to achieve the things, the contributions that we want to achieve as well. So we've been practicing this pretty steadily ever since Jim pointed it out to us (laughs) that it was uh, essential for us to be doing this, right?
1: So, well, and you know, it's like, it's like everything else too, right? It's like, it's like stuff, you know, but sometimes a new messenger sheds a whole new light on it. And I think that's been our experience and it's uh, it's really been profound. Yeah. So we just really want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare's missing logic. And we just wish you well on all of your doing and being going forward until the next time. We'll see you later. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay strong. Yep, bye-bye.
0: Thanks as always for listening to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. You can find show notes and links at our website, missinglogic.com forward slash new dash podcast. If you're the kind of leader who wants to help others, then share this podcast with your peers and other healthcare leaders are certain if you found value in it they will too please share this on your social media channels and leave us a review in itunes if you don't know how to leave a review you can find instructions at the end of the show notes we'd also love to hear and answer your questions so if you have some questions you can email us at questions at missinglogic.com and we may include your question in a future episode